0: This is Transformation's Recovery Podcast bonus travel sober episode. Travel the world sober with Daniel Werder as he chronicles his journeys to Europe, Asia, North Africa, and the Middle East. Tell me about breakdancing in Panama. (laughs) Breakdancing in the world. (laughs)
1: That was that was cool, right? We did we go down there twice? No, or just no, the one you trip? Went
0: once. You've been multiple times. I've so been you, like
1: over probably ten times. Well, parents My parents lived there, but yeah. me and Roman went. I
0: didn't know
1: that. Yeah, and then uh, we're hanging out in Bocas, and you go out at night. You got to break dance, dude. <laughs>
0: Are you breakdancing, Robin? Not me, <laughs> we,
1: dude. We went to that club right on the water, right? Yeah. It was all decks yeah. over the water. El Boca or whatever. Which Some is boat, Bo- right? Yeah. It's, there was it's, a sunken boat. There was a pirate there, ship, yes. There was a deck built around where there was a sunken fucking ship. And people were just, like, jumping into the water from the deck and... I'm breakdancing and <laughs> we're sober and we're turning up. Right. <laughs> we had this like, so
0: jumping. Yeah. Yeah, it was great.
1: A lot of those kind of experiences over the years. Mhm. It's fucking awesome. When me and Lily were on our year trip, we we're in Laos. And uh I had never I never heard of Laos before until i was planning to go there (laughs) and we're in laos and it was it was christmas and it felt fucked up to be in laos on christmas they don't really celebrate christmas but there's a little bit of gringos around and they're like gimmicking it for the tourists and um we heard of an english speaking movie being played at a at a bookstore. We're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, that's the, like, highlight event when you're on the road, like, in Laos. Yeah. So we're we're watching some English-speaking movie, and, and you hear, like, a, a bar, like, kind of in the background from this facility, and there was, like, some like kind of in the background and all of a sudden it got like much louder and it was a breakbeat. I was like what the fuck? Like my ears perked up. My old 90s b-boy ear perked up. I'm like what? <laughs> and and then I heard cheering and I'm like someone's breakdancing. I just knew it. And I go downstairs from, from this movie and I walk out the back door of this library. I'm literally at the stage where a crew is performing. What? and I'm standing there I'm like no fucking way and they look over and the way I have my arms crossed standing there they go you break come on I guess I was just in the stance I was in the b-boy stance and they go you're a b-boy come on and I just fucking jumped on stage and got down and like we could barely communicate they didn't really speak English but they're like come back tomorrow we have a show and i went and performed with them again and like we had, we filmed it and it was so tight dude
0: that's so it was bad. wild that's badass man you got to send us that
1: i haven't even looked at it since it happened i should try to dig that out
0: dude. <clears throat> this episode has been brought to you by transformations care residential detox visit us online at transformationscare.com
1: So what else? What else do you guys Give talk about? Give up some more
0: story, dude. Come on, yeah? man, Tell me some more about traveling for a fucking year, of slinging ink. The sober <laughs> yeah. ink slinger.
1: There's definitely some fun stories. Some even AA stories too. We, we were we were doing AA in London. Young people. The NA was better in London, probably. Fucking going to meetings in Ireland. You can't even understand what the fuck they're saying, dude. <laughs> It's English, I guess. They say it is. I was like, I might as well be in a Spanish-speaking meeting.
0: Yeah, it's nutty.
1: We did Uri and in. Um, it was the third European Young People's Convention. Uh, it was in Copenhagen. That was fucking sick, dude. And um, there was there was all these Icelandic kids that were there for the convention. And they had, like, um... Kind of, like, a Airbnb sort of deal. And there was, like, a rec room on the top of the building they were staying in. And I, I fully set up my shit and, like, tattooed, like, a circle and triangle on, like, seven Icelandic kids that were sober in their first year at Yuripa. That was pretty fucking cool.
0: That's rad!
1: And, um, I ended up speaking at one of their little local meetings. And there was another, uh... AA kid from Copenhagen that was getting into tattooing. We're still in touch. He still sends me his shit and like uh, I, I've been at it a lot longer than him and um But we, we met a guy at that convention that lived in, in Sydney and when we were in Sydney we stayed with him I was tattooing and, and the apprentice was like Uh, mentioning that he was sober he had never been to a meeting we brought him to his first meeting i don't know if he stayed sober or not but that that felt pretty cool
0: yeah
1: and and but it was like the worst meeting (laughs) dude the fucking meetings in sydney are a trip like the majority of aa and sydney uh they they won't do uh the steps what they do the first step only step one we admitted we were powerless like they, they don't fuck with god our lives most of them so like who cares we go to this meeting and and defeat. they're like we just don't drink no matter what we realize we're powerless over it and we just don't drink but I don't, you know it's been good life's got better and like me and lily are like oh fuck this is a horrible example for this new guy oh, no. and at the end he's like i like it <laughs> This is good. It helped me a lot. Oh, my God. I know there's people that do steps in Australia and in Sydney, but I think a lot of the fellowship is not about it. It was kind of weird. But, yeah. What else?
0: How many different countries did you go to?
1: I think we counted once. I think it was, like... 27 or something Mm. yeah it was insane dude
0: that's so rad
1: it was insane because you got you know the tattoo culture and community and aa and recovery so between the two it, it was cool it really helped a lot but like we got to paris and then we rented a car to like establish some connections which was probably a fucking horrible idea it was very expensive renting a car Mm -hmm. and we like had a little bit of money that we had for this and we were like let's try to travel for one year um and very limited amount of money i think i had like 10 grand saved and she had like 20 which is a little bit of money Mm -hmm. but for a year it's not shit (laughs) and uh we really spent a lot of it on that rental car, but we went down into Spain. I connected with a shop in Barcelona, tattooed on a whim. Awesome, fucking killer shop. Um, got a tattoo of a bull in Spain, cause you have to when you're in Spain. To. <laughs> and then drove through like Monaco along the south coast to, um, Italy checked out a bunch of Italy uh, didn't tattoo during that time and then went up couldn't go through uh, Prague like our rental agreement prohibited it we got to the border like you can't drive that car in Czech Republic we had to go around the Czech Republic <laughs> got to drive on the Autobahn I fucking had this little fucking uh, Jetta that we rented pinned <laughs> For like forty-five minutes, floored for forty-five minutes on the autobahn, Lily was asleep. <laughs> and like It was in kilometers, and every once in a while, I'd get it downhill, and the fucking thing is shaking, and I'm like almost like two hundred kilometers an hour. I like would hit it. I'm like fuck yeah. <laughs> she like woke up. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, we did a month in Berlin. tattooed in berlin um that was fucking dope met a bunch of sober people in berlin did a bunch of meetings in berlin and uh worked out of this shop Fur amer which means like forever this is a a cool little neighborhood in in berlin berlin's wild um but they got a good little like english-speaking aa and and i think the german aa is pretty decent out there too um a month, a month there. Oh fuck! I I didn't tag in <laughs> Berlin, but I I printed out huge boar tooth uh, images. This design I had, and I like cut them out, and I like cooked wheat paste in this artist loft we were renting, and I went on like fucking wheat paste missions, when I was in Berlin, and I put a bunch of boar teeth all over Berlin. That was fucking tight, dude. Where does boar tooth come from? Um, they used to tattoo with with the tusk of a boar. Oh. That's why. Yeah. So like old old way of like hand tapped poke mm-hmm. tattooing was with a sharpened boar tusk because uh, it's sharp it's harder than a bone so it was you could sharpen it and yeah. it would stay sharper and they would tattoo with that. I think maybe the Polynesian did. Wow, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, so Berlin was missing some teeth. I had to put <laughs> some in.
0: Uh, <laughs> what do you like better? Uh cities like Berlin and Paris or like being in Laos.
1: So different, man. So different. It's like highlights for different reasons. But I always say like some of my top places traveling, you know, there's visa issues, right? So in Europe, the visa is on what's called the Schengen zone. It's not the European Union. It excludes some things. And you get, uh, what is it, 90 days within six months in the Schengen zone. So because of that, we, we would leave the Schengen zone. So we did a month in London. London's outside of the Schengen Zone. It's it's part of the EU, or it was. Not since Brexit, right? But it was. And um, we did a month in Turkey. And that was fucking dope. And maybe like one of my favorite places I've ever been.
0: Oh, really?
1: So Istanbul is insane. And, you know, I'm not Muslim. And I don't really know much about that, but... I know that five times a day in Istanbul, um, they dedicate to God. Allahu Akbar, Allah. Allahu Akbar. And they take time, devoted time to Akbar, God, five times. And when they do it, they like sing some shit into a loud-ass microphone from the mosque and there's more mosques in a concentrated area in Istanbul than anywhere in the world. And so everyone in a huge city, it's like 19 million people, I think it's like close to LA, is like, not everyone, but a lot, the majority for sure is like dedicated to their, their faith. Mm-hmm. And so like people are not working five times a day and they're playing this like song on their loudspeakers all over the whole city and you just... We were like doing some touristy shit right when it happened once and we're up on this deck. And you just look out and you just hear it. And you just fucking feel it. And like Istanbul is awesome. It's got all this crazy history. It's where Asia and Europe meet. So the trading and the history of that city is is amazing. But really the thing that, that makes it incredible is this place called Cappadocia which was a 10-hour bus ride. Those fucking bus rides are awful. But if you get there, it's the shit. It's like, um, it's this, this, like, kind of, it, like, reminds me of canyon country. It's, like, canyons. And there's, like, protruding rocks and stuff, like, sandstone rock formations everywhere. And, um, you, you look out at these rock formations and there's little doorways and windows all in them. And it's just thousands and thousands of this shit. And it's not plexiglass tour. You rent a scooter and you can just go explore it for days on end. And you might be going into these old dwellings in these rocks that no one may have even been in for months. And um, it, was, it, was, it was incredible. It was all like interconnected dwellings in some of these rocks. And then uh, in the early 1900s, they, they discovered a farmer was having all of his crops die and they followed the water, and they, they discovered these underground cities there that go down 10 levels and were housing 30,000 people during, like, the Byzantine era. And it's like, dude, when I got sober, I could barely read. Yeah. Like, I fucking didn't go to school, really. And, like, I learned so much on this traveling, dude. It's crazy. Like, I didn't know what the Byzantine era was, but... um The Armenians and them were at war Mm -hmm. and they were housing them underground with ventilation shafts and like oil storage and like crazy, crazy Indiana Jones underground (laughs) shit with rolling doors and fucking wild, like some shit that should be like a wonder of the world in my opinion that we don't really even know about. I never heard of it. So it blew me away. Turkey was incredible. We did a month in Morocco, incredible. Like Lily had a friend of the family that um, had a property like right at this lagoon. And we did a month at their property on this like lagoon and we were were, like watching people come out with huge crabs from the lagoon and catch octopus in the uh, tide pools. And and there was like uh, a little town and like you go have to like buy groceries at this market in the town and and like the experience of of having to learn how to eat food and where it comes from outside of what you see at the grocery store here you know it's like there's a butcher and just big pieces of animals and you just kind of point at one and they like pull a quarter of a cow off of a fucking hook and hit it with a meat cleaver and wrap up a chunk of meat and a paper for you and you like spoon some beans out of a fucking container you know it was yeah. tight as fuck <laughs> that shit was tight as fuck so like I love I loved Morocco Turkey I, I love Turkey um I and then Asia Asia was a trip dude you know you know Morocco and Turkey is like I think it's like a Muslim country so it's not western it's not westernized um But, like, all the western cities are are amazing for different reasons. Like, Portugal was insane as another one of the highlight places I've been to. Um, But I I really enjoyed Asia, too. Asia was great, man. Vietnam was fucking wild. Like, I had some of the scariest experiences with people in Vietnam. And, And also... They were maybe the kindest people I've met ever in my life. So it's, it's kind of cr- crazy, man, traveling like
0: that. What was scary about the people in Vietnam?
1: Well, you know, they're desperate. They're poor as fuck. Same with Laos. We got robbed in Laos, but it was sneaky. They stole shit out of our room. Um, and then like, everyone's trying to fucking upsell shit and like come up on you. Mm-hmm. You know, they see you and they see money. And I don't blame them for that, but like I just had a couple experiences there and with money. And so they like they get tight and then like Lily was like she was the fucking travel agent of the trip and she was budgeting stuff so she would get kind of tight and kinda of gnarly yeah. financially. And so like it would be an extra couple bucks, I'd be like, fuck it, give it to him. But she'd be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and one time, a guy was really upset. And I don't know if it's part of their culture, too, being told by a woman or what. I don't know, but he got real upset, dude, and he followed us. He followed us, and he had, like, a, a bar. What? He followed us in his car, and I had shit sleep, and I was in a bad place. Yeah. And I picked up a rock, and he got out, and it escalated, and I threw him into the wall, and he finally chilled out. But there was a crowd gathering. It was scary, dude. I thought I might disappear in fucking where was that? Vietnam. Sapa, Vietnam. I was like, I might disappear in Sapa. There's a fucking crowd of Vietnamese gathering, dude. And I got one of these dudes gripped up because he was threatening. He was threatening us, and it was all good until he, he, he like kind of threatened Lily, and I snapped, and fucking grabbed him up, but. They're fucking poor as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? It's pretty, pretty gnarly.
0: But she kept her couple of dollars.
1: I tried to give it to him and <laughs> then he she? wouldn't take it. After it escalated, it wasn't about the money. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Wow. Being in a foreign country and having that shit happen is fucking terrifying, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know how shit goes out there. Yeah. I feel like they easily could have just
0: (laughs) killed me dude getting a physical altercation as a visitor in another country is never a good idea yeah if you can avoid it obviously
1: well I haven't put hands on anyone in my whole sobriety I've been sober 21 years I've never
0: except that
1: time I mean I I didn't didn't strike this guy
0: oh okay
1: I just I grabbed him up and threw him into the wall but that was it yeah yeah he dropped his rock finally (laughs) he didn't want none when it came down to it yeah Mơ. người đã khiến tôi thân thần thờ cho tôi nhung nhớ bao nhiêu muốn nói với em bao điều rằng tôi đã thương em nhớ chẳng dùng mây cô người hi vọng chẳng son phân cô sáng mờ chỉ cao một men
0: been listening to the Transformations Recovery Podcast with host Roman Cooper. This episode has been brought to you by Transformations Care Residential Detox. Look us up at transformationscare.com or call us at 424-340-9267. Transformation's Recovery Podcast was produced and edited by Sammy Town and Annalisa Cheshire. We would like to thank our guests and everyone who has helped us out along the way.